Episode 282, The Rant, Shay Franklin, Part 2, The Return. Finding new meaning in life in a frustrated time a year into the coronavirus. It's been a pandemic ago since I've seen Shay. In this pod, we catch up in her home to find out what she's been up to during the pandemic, how her family stuck together and got closer, her self-revelations, and coaching and refing basketball anytime she can. Part 2 with Shay now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by The Irrefutable Magazine. Co-editor in design Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for The Irrefutable Magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at theirrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are the irrefutable. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, part two, The Return. And in fact, yesterday, we're recording this on Saturday, December 5th. Yesterday, I just recorded episode 271. And 200 episodes ago, this young lady has graced the microphone. And now we got all this professional equipment she was trying to get her uh, Hot 97 on her her ads that she's probably going to do in the future. And I've been trying to tell her to do a podcast herself. But NBWBOA, certified basketball official, and of course, basketball player um, part-time, which I saw on Sunday, and seems like you haven't played in a long time, Miss Shanaza Franklin. Uh, Miss Shanaza Franklin. How, Miss Shay Franklin, how are you? Yeah, I was about to say stick to Shay. It's Shanaza. Shan- Shanaza Franklin. But it's all good. Playing uh, basketball all my life has been Shanacea. With a bucket. Do you like Shanathia. it? Yeah, so you your name's just been butchered this whole time. Butchered, chopped, and it was not until mm. recently I embraced it. So Shanasia. What took you what took you all this time to embrace your name? Uh just growth within myself and mm. you know, that's my name. That's my name my parents gave me, so I that's my name. Yeah, interesting. So uh, I could segue that by so I went to Grand Avenue. Where'd you go? Northern Parkway? You know it. Okay, so NP as they call it. <laughs> they always try to come t- Cross the bridge to Grand Avenue. But anyway, I just remember they used to always call me like beef and broccoli, Chinese. And I would go, I'm Filipino. And this was like before Google. So like, what is that? It sounds like penis. So I just, for the longest time, I did not <laughs> embrace, <laughs> I did not embrace being Filipino up until I was like in my twenties. Wow. You know, it's kind of sad too. Mm-hmm. It is. So I remember like, I was like on my Filipino kick. I was 26. Now I'm taking Rosetta Stone. I go to the motherland, Right. And they're just like, listen, just speak English. Your 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 grammar's bad. It's just, 
It's like everyone knows you're from New York. And it's like, damn, I don't belong here and I don't belong there. But um, listen, I'm, I'm really appreciative that you've been here. We've been uh, in and out of touch during this pandemic. So I'm like, really, I'm very thankful to see you. And I'm happy that you're alive and safe. But same here. I wanted to go back to those beginning times. I think you were like one of the first people that like hit up because I just remember at the time, let's say around January, February, you were still trying to find your footing. It was your second year being certified. And of course, you have a job that spills all the way up to like past five o'clock. And that's difficult, you know, being in the middle school circuit because all those yep. games started 415. So, yep. you know, having said that, just talk about, you know, how have you been during this whole coronavirus thing? Um, how's your family? Obviously, they're doing fine. I've seen them on FaceTime. <laughs> how's your family doing? And when was the moment going back in March? When was the moment that you took all this like serious? Well, first, I'm grateful that I wasn't affected as far as my career. I'm a payroll HR specialist, so I'm needed. I'm the one that helps people, you know, get paid, benefits, whatever you can think of, I'm helping them with that. So fortunately for me, I was able to keep working. But the first thing that was, you know, the biggest thing for me where I was like, you know what, this is real is my job had to furlough a bunch of people. A lot of people lost their jobs, had to file unemployment. So for me, it was like, all right, this is this is a pretty big deal. Not only that, with refing and everything like that, of course, I love to do it, but that's another right. source of income. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing. And unfortunately, I lost my uncle in March, not COVID related, but it, it just was kind of like another snap to say, damn, life is super short, mm -hmm. super, super short. So for me, it just was like, all right, let me... I need to take things more serious. And the main thing I did was, I guess, well, not I guess, was get more in touch, like, spiritually and stuff like that. So that was my main thing during COVID. And it kept me strong and sane because that's the thing that people are being challenged with right now is mental health. And because it's something that people have never experienced. And certain people are coping with it in different ways. And that was a that's a big thing. It's the thing it still is for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'll even say just that whole mental health part. I think it, it was like the great equalizer because, you know, you had... I think mental sanity because you still had your nine to five, which was like a good reprieve of saying like, okay, everything is falling from the sky. But at the very least, like I know from nine to five, even though the situation isn't the same, at least I have some solace that I know, not necessarily of you getting paid, but just more so of like being able to do something. I know for me in March, bro, I was lost. Mm -hmm. I was super lost. Like think about it. my whole lifestyle was ref here, ref there, ref here, make this. And I think when that all really ceased to exist. I was like, man, why am I making a website off of something that doesn't exist? And further, my baseball season was about to happen. My lacrosse season was about to happen. I just switched over to lacrosse. That was going to be the new, the girls' lacrosse. It was going to be the new bag. I was going to bring all y'all in there. And I was just sad that that all got... And I think about my arbiter. Delayed, delayed, delayed. Mm -hmm. Red, 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 red. I'm not even talking about Island Girl. I'm talking about my baseball season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... That was disappointing for me. I didn't know where to go. And then I guess just like one day I just snapped out of it. Like, nah, this is, this ain't me. Yeah. And then I would say around Memorial Day, everyone was like, F it. I don't care no more. And I guess it kind of worked out because we were outdoors. So we could have stayed socially distant, but you know, we still had the same kind of beats that we did in the summer. Like I was still going to the beach. I was at least able to go outside. So there was kind of some semblance to that. What was your summer like? The summer was weird. I feel like I could barely remember it. Well, my birthday's in the summer, so I remember. I I specifically that was like when everything started to open up a little bit. Yeah. So it wasn't 
by by the time my birthday came, which is in August, it was kind of a sense of normalcy mm-hmm. because everything was outside. Right. So I hadn't reffed. Um, I don't know. I, to, to think about it, honestly, like I feel like. It was a blur. Yeah. It, it was really, a blur. It really was. My birthday was incredible. But around that and before, it's like, damn, like where did time go? Yeah, every day was Groundhog Day yeah, pretty much. It was. It was. And, and even though I'm grateful to keep my job. And to be able to continue to work, not having people there left a lot of pressure on the people that did work, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of people miss that. Right. So it's like, you know, it's unfortunate people were out of work, but people were getting, you know, that extra unemployment benefit depending on their family size Mm -hmm. or their dependents. And the people that were working kind of just got stuck with the mess to clean up. And I, you know, especially in the medical field, like it was like all those people just depended on people right and i think people you know everybody forgets that sometimes but um it was it really was a blur like i I really can't remember aside from my birthday like a lot of big moments this summer it was uh i guess the good thing about it is i got to spend more time with my family Mm. my immediate family yeah because you can't do anything life is so restricted so it kind of makes you the glass half full side of it is it, it makes you appreciate the things that you constantly overlook in your busy life, Mm -hmm. right? I was just telling Dre the other day, don't be so busy looking ahead at what you want to do that you don't take a second now to say, oh, look what I accomplished. Look look what what I was able to do. Because I think we get so caught up in life and trying to get to where we're going, we don't take a second to go, oh, look, look where I am right now. I did great. I think that's important to do. So that during COVID I'm grateful for because... It's like you're sitting there sometimes as an adult like, damn, I wish I was a kid again. And it kind of brought the innocence back of having nothing to do. Oh, yeah. You don't have the club to run to. Like people don't deal with their issues because they're constantly moving. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but it's a gift and a curse because some people that are not strong enough to deal with that, it's a scary feeling. Yeah. Now you have to address those things inside of you. So I guess it was a blur because it was like a, a big growth period for me. So I'm grateful for that, but I'm also, it makes me think about people that are not strong enough to get through that. Because mm. there's a lot of people that can't. Yeah. Just to piggyback what you're saying, it's interesting the way you frame it because, you know, like I said, it, it's the great equalizer. You know, I think about, first of all, in my 20s, I was rounding around and getting it. And <laughs> I, we'll just leave it like that. But I think about, you know, I'm trying to be empathetic towards like, I'm a little bit older. I got a family. So it worked out for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm at home all the time. I get to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. with my kids. But if I was in my early 20s, I feel like I'd be robbed. Yeah. Like if I felt like I went to college, I'd be robbed. You know what I'm saying? I say that all the time. Like I always think about high school seniors, college seniors. Mm-hmm. Because to have that snatched away, I would be devastated. Yeah. Like, you know, some people, by the time they get up to the senior, they're like, I'm over it. I'm ready for this to be over with. Right. Some people want to continue. It depends. But for you to not have that option yeah. and it just be snatched from you. Right. I don't know if I would be able to deal with that. Right. It went it went from something like they can't have the memories that we have. Like we had our senior year. You had your prom. You right. had your right. you had your basketball season. Some people now I always say that um they'll have a senior year that they'll never forget. <laughs> it, it is it's it's frustrating. And I do feel like there's ways around it. I just feel like people don't think it's important enough to do that. And yeah. that's what's not fair to right. other people. So just hold the officiating side too. Was it something that you missed or were you surprised how much you didn't miss it? And I'll just say for myself uh, everyone's like, man, you like, I'm at a space where I've been getting so many opportunities 
because of refing and outside of refing. Right. And I'm, it's, it's like, to me, I call it like, you know, you get an iPhone and I'm the person that makes the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm not selling the right. iPhone, but I'm selling all the fire accessories that you want if you want a ref. And, you know, it's to the point where like, this is so normal that I'm doing this, that I'm, you know, making people's websites and, and taking pictures that I don't know how I feel about refing. Like, listen, I, it's not to say that once it, it it's open up normally that I'll feel that way. But at the same time, I'm in tune to like the present, just like you were saying. Yeah. I'm not concerned about something that doesn't exist. And yeah. everyone's like, they're so, they're so shocked how I feel about that. But I mean, it's not coming anytime soon and right. it's definitely not coming today. Definitely. And I haven't done it in so long. Now that's not to say I haven't been doing flag football. I've been doing flag football, but like basketball. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day too, that, you know, once I like, I like, I do enjoy refereeing. There's a lot of things I wish that people understood more about it, but I was guilty of the same, so they're never going to get it, and that's not my job to make them figure it out. But the point is, like, you work so hard to get to a certain level, and now it's just like, all right, I haven't refed in months. I'm not going to be sharp. It's like I'm starting all over again. Like, the feeling of uncertainty, like, is this really going to be? And it, if it does open, am I even going to get in? Because I'm a newbie. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I do enjoy it. I have refed. I've been, I did a couple, you know, Things in the city. I went to New Jersey just because I do enjoy. I love basketball, period. And I'm getting to the point now where if I don't get my ass in shape, the career is done. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's so hard to stay motivated at yeah, this moment. It is, but I'm 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 getting back into it now. Yeah. Pre-COVID, I lost a lot of weight. I was feeling good. Refereeing helped a lot because you don't realize how much you're moving and running and all that stuff. But um, once that happened, I put weight back on, and then it was just like, all right, I got to get this back in order. Not for refereeing, but just for myself. Yeah, 30s is real, right? Yeah, thir- 30s is 20s, you just like, eh, Casamigo, we'll be, we good. Exactly. We Usually good. Usually this left hip would be good, but since Sunday, yeah. it's broken. I need some oil. You're still at that age where, like, it's you do it a little bit more than once in a blue, and then you feel it the next day, and you're like, but that was real. That the was fun. Day, the funniest part is I have a big bruise on my leg <laughs> I did it to myself I tried to play defense went to go swipe hurt myself so this whole time of uh this pause well let, let me also mention this too I think the vaccine has got people so confused so I just thought about this whole theory you know if, if we have to ref if we have to take the vaccine to ref count me out okay so <laughs> let's let's go back Final to answer let's go back to Trump right Yo, if Trump had, if he made some MAGA mask, he would have overwhelmingly won and we would have been in such a different place, right? I'm glad he didn't make the mask. I'm no, just saying. Just, uh, no, but I'll for real poli- though, right? I'll leave politics out of it because but, you'll lose, well, I'm not going to say friends. You'll lose, okay, let me rephrase you this. Ain't I, don't, I don't care to lose anybody that's not for me or about me. And if yeah. you're for something I don't support, you're not with me anyway. But my whole thing is why I don't discuss politics and things like that is because People will never understand. I don't feel the way I feel because of what the news says. I feel the way I feel because of what I experience in my life mm. with my own eyes and what mm-hmm. I feel in my heart. Mm. You don't understand what it makes somebody feel like mm-hmm. to be treated that way yeah. for no reason. Mm. And if I react a certain way, it makes me a certain person. I mm. deal with that shit at work. I deal with it when I'm in the street. I deal with it every day, all day. And it's draining And the thing that makes me laugh is, and this is like the only thing I'll say about it is we, 
as a people, all we want to do is be heard and made feel like, you know what? You're just as valuable as me. I'm not more valuable than you, but right now, because I am no, of no value, I'm trying to tell you that I mean something too, right? So you can't understand that. I don't have the right to say that. But then if you feel cheated that the votes or the way the election, you're talking about paper ballots. I'm talking about flesh. I'm talking about a person. You're talking about paper ballots and you're in an uproar for being cheated. Why don't you feel the same way about my life? Mm. That's the point that I want people to understand. Mm. I don't give a shit about a, a political party. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with right and wrong. Yeah. And if you can't see the wrong, then I don't want you to be on my right mm. side. Mm. That's just what people need to understand about it. And yeah. I feel like it can't be explained any more simplistic than just that. Yeah, yeah. Because if you go I, any deeper... Somebody's going to be like, well, there's no well. I look at it like this. They've had two apples for the longest. We just asking for the same amount of apples. And they're like, nah, you can't do that. I'm like, we don't have any apples. Like, and I'm not going to settle for half. Like, we've been going for a fraction this whole time. But look what you made off of that fraction. That's why we can't get two apples. Right. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, we understand what you're saying. So that's how I feel about it. It's not going to stop me. Me and my half of Apple, we up to like one and a half right now. (laughs) (laughs) So back to the vaccine, you bring up a great point. A lot of people think that it's the end all be all. The way I look at it, there's two ways. If people are resistant to wearing a mask, what makes you think that they're going to want to get injected with something? They're not. It's not going to happen. And on top of that, like we're still, this is the reason why we're in this is because us United States people, we have such hubris here. Like you hear about a third world country having a virus. We're like, we good. We the U.S. That ain't happening to us. Right. Well, look what happened and to happened. us. So same thing, right? Like with this vaccine, remember this herd immunity, 70%. It's a pandemic. It is not just us. We're still thinking about us, right? And oh, sure, we all want to get back to how we want it. But listen, the whole world has to get eradicated. Whether that you like that or not, like to me, I think that, and I've said this before, I don't even think, I think maybe next January is when everything's going to be back to normal. I mean, it's, it's going to take a while. If it even comes to that, people are going to prevent us, whatever sense of normalcy, people are going to get in the way of that because mm-hmm. we can never be on the same page. So all you can do and what I'm learning with life in general is I'm not worried about fixing everybody. Right. That's not my responsibility. You just got to that? Lose yourself. You just got to that? No, I'm just saying in general, like, it's like, I mean, it could be somebody close to you. I've always felt like that about outsiders. I, mm. I care less about people. You're starting to feel like that me. with closer people now. Yeah, you have to protect See, yourself. See, that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough thing. I learned that around your age. You don't have to cut them off. You just keep them within arm's reach. You know what Abraham Lincoln used to do? And he didn't say it like this, but when people aren't on your time, what you do is you wait till they are on your time. That don't mean you got to cut them off. Right. They, you, they they just need to be on pause. And then right. more often than not, they get they get to the conclusion themselves. And I would rather that than me. But I feel like that happens a lot of times. So, like, uh, my dad is a great example. My dad would give me great advice. But my dad is very, he wants you to understand it right then. And oh, no, 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 no. Right? And, but he he'll he's not the type of person that says, all right, you didn't get it, forget it. He'll keep going. And then, and you was annoyed by that. I was very annoyed by that. <laughs> and now, guess who I act just like? You act just like My your dad. dad in a great way mm. because it's resilience. Yeah, I say that all the time. Like I could be doing something, I'd be like, I'm gonna do this. Like I could look back on things and be like, My dad 
said this. He said that. Of course he did. And it's like, all I can do now is be like, all right, I could beat myself up and be like, why ain't listen sooner? All I can do is just take that seed and plant it. Mm. And then they'll take that seed and they'll plant it. But I act just like that now because it's like, all right, all I can do is I'm on my own journey, right? And there's people along the journey, which I feel like, you know, is a part of my responsibility. You drop your your jewels off to them on your way. Like, this is what I learned. And you drop it to them. You don't have to force it. Like, hey, remember I gave that to you. Mm. They'll come to you when they're ready. Yeah. They won't forget that you gave that to yeah. them. Yeah. So that's just what I take it as. I that's, think that's how our relationship is. I'm like, Shay, you're going to be good at this. Ralph texted me five minutes ago. Where you at? Two minutes later. Where you at? (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's, that's just what it is now. And I'm learning that in my adulthood that what he, that gym that he invested in me. Now I take it and make it my own or like, you know, it's like something that somebody teaches you or, or when you're playing basketball, a coach will tell you something and you may not agree with everything that coach is saying, but some of the stuff is good. So you got to dig in that bag, Mm -hmm. take out what you want. You leave the other stuff behind and Mm -hmm. then you make that. And then you pay, pass it to somebody else. Yeah. They're going to do the same thing. Right. Because everything you went through is not for the next person, but there's something in there that they can use. And that's all it has to be. People make everything so much more difficult yeah. than it needs to be. You don't have to be a savior. You don't have to be all these things. Just do one one little thing. And that's just my whole thing. No, I, I completely agree. And also the things that I've said to you, it wasn't like there was a time limit as to like when you were going to get it and take a step to me. I always look at it as... I remember like when I was like a, a real young, maybe like sixth or seventh grade, Tupac had this uh, interview on MTV and he was talking about his rape case. And he was like, she knows what happened and I know what happened. All oh, y'all, I don't care about what you think about what happened because I know what happened and she knows what happened. And I say it one time and that's it. I'm not going to explain anymore. I'm not going to defend all that. And you feel like, especially like on social media now, people like they go so hard off of something that means nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Just just wasted energy. If you base your success off what people think about you, you're going to constantly feel like a failure. Mm. Because no matter how far you achieve or how much you achieve, somebody's going to say, she should have blah, blah, blah. Shut your ass up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Like, it's like nothing will ever be good enough for everyone else. So mm. you forget everybody else. As far, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, it was something that was really powerful for me is like, my relationship with God made my relationship with myself more powerful because it made me like, who the hell am I trying to, mm. who am I trying to please? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like people that are lacking something, in, something within themselves always try to find something. Oh, always, you. always. So it's like, you got fat. You look like this. But I'm, I'm happy, though. Mm. Are you happy? Are mm. you good? Mm. But you can't say that to people because that's a trigger. So you yeah. just smile, walk away. Well, you can when you're playing ball. Of course. You know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I hold nothing back. People always come after me, though, and I never understood why, but I guess I can handle it. I don't know. People nah, always but you, come you, at me. You open to get and get at so you can clap back. Listen, no? I don't, I don't tolerate that. I don't play that disrespect. None of you that. You like it though. No, I don't. I don't. I just, I mind my business. I just step up to the challenge when people try to challenge me. Mm. That's all. That, mm. that people don't like that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so you're such a natural at this. Aside from your spiritual connection and all the things that you've been through, I definitely think it's like a weird time now because it's probably uh, triple as bad as it used to be. And now we're just acting like it's still the summer where we kind of don't care. But during this whole time from March all the way up until December, and it's, it's been, I can't believe it's like been a year now. Yeah. What do you think you learned about yourself aside from the spiritual aspect? That I have a lot of patience. 
And that's something that I didn't have in my younger years. And I'm proud to say that, that I'm a lot more patient. And in learning to be patient, it's made me a better decision maker, a better speaker. And it's helping me move my life in the right direction. Because I always used to look for like instant gratification. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that in my, in my job, in my relationships, in myself, whatever. Like it's a process. I'm trying to be a better communicator, but that that's the biggest thing for me is patience. Because like I said, I feel like something's always trying to like, like poke at me, poke at me, poke at me, try to like get me out of my, my path. So with being patient, it can't deter my path because I, okay, I know this is coming. So I'm going to just wait, get through it. All right. Now I'm over that hurdle. Wait, get through it. Okay. Now I'm over until I just keep going and going. But that's the biggest thing is patience. The next thing I want to learn is being consistent. That's, that's my next thing is consistency. Cause I'm tired of people like you telling me to do a podcast. And then a year later, you're like, you still ain't do that podcast. I'm saying, why it gotta it's be 200 it's episodes? Not, it's only cause it's, it's things that I, I want to do. And things mm. that I know I will be good at. And I feel like people like tell me to do something. So I'm like. Yeah, well, at the same time, I'm not telling you what you need to do. No, I'm you're telling, not telling you, me. like, when are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready you're when you're ready. Me because I've expressed these things, yeah. about, you know, doing the voiceovers and things that people don't know about me that, you know, that I, I'm procrastinating. That's, that's my thing. <laughs> that's my thing. You know, your voice is butter too, right? I'm always procrastinating. So, like, I feel like if we just chopped it up for like a month straight, you'd be like, all right, I got it. I know what to do. I seriously. I can talk. Yeah, you can. We should have our own show, but we'll we'll talk about that off air. But another time. So I just last Sunday I got a chance to watch Shay play, and yo, know, I mean Shay still got it, but she a little rusty. I ain't gonna lie. But hey, like, everybody, you know what's really funny about Mary? First of all, Mary be ducking me on this podcast every time. I gotta get her like with spirits, and finally, and she was trying to tell me like I don't care about my story. I'm like. I know you don't care about your story. Mary, I didn't say you had to care. I yell at Mary all the time. I tell Mary how great she is all the time. Mary has a great story, and she's a great influencer. She's an awesome coach. She's a great partner to coach with. Mm. And I wish more people knew the impact that she has on these girls. I mean, I know, I know the impact that she has. You know, <clears throat> she's and great. I think I think even Sunday when you guys were playing, that just goes to show the impact that she has because she's such a reluctant shooter, right? But even though she doesn't really want to shoot she still makes a lot of shots. And that's like, that That to me is like a microcosm of everything. Deflect the tension, but I get the most yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah, Deflect, yeah. like I'm not a really good coach. I don't want to, I don't really want to be, mm, yeah, but you're the best coach, right? So it, it's, she's very interesting she's, to me. She's great. She's great. And she deserves more credit than she gets. She does, you know, like as far as like the women's league, you know, the girls that we coach, the girls that she trains, she does a lot of stuff. Like yeah. She has a big, big impact on these girls. Uh, one, of, one of her girls just signed, to go to college. And that was great. It was like, she's watched this girl. She was in fourth grade. Mm. That's a major, Absolutely. major impact. Yeah. And that, you know, as a coach, you want to have that type of influence on a kid mm-hmm. when you come back as an adult and tell you, thank you. Listen, I know the feeling I've been coaching Kellenberg 20 years. I probably had about 70 girls that have went to school for free. There's nothing like the hug when a parent comes up to you and gives you like the real hug, like, thank you Better for than any check you've gotten. Thank you for not making me pay tuition for my kid. I'm like, <laughs> I wish I could have, you know, a hundred of those girls, you know, but just your experience playing and coaching and refing over the summer. Let's start with the playing part. Have you played at all up until then? And and what, what was it like playing during the pandemic? It's like, you know, I think the rules and we were talking about off air of, of just high school sports. Is it going off right now? It's just hard to socially distance when we play in ball. Like you got to get in your shorts. It's not happening. 
<clears throat> it's not happening. I'm not wearing a mask while I'm playing basketball. I think that's just crazy. I do think that there's, you know, pre- preventative measures that you can take to make sure everybody's good. Of course, we're not doing anything crazy. But the I, I hadn't played in months. And I went randomly to a smaller court, which is good. Like, I'm, and I know that I'm, like, my body has to, like, get ready again. So I'm more, like, into starting, like, with the half court. Mm. Every time somebody says full court, I'm like, y'all trying to kill me. Y'all trying to kill me. I just played full court the other day again. And I was like, man, this is killing me. How were you looking that day? I was good till we did full court. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know my role. That's the thing, though. My teammates will yell at me, like, shoot the bullshit. And I'm like, no. I, I, I'm like in the, in the process of me get back, getting back in shape. I just want to get my teammate open or cut to the mm. basket. I'm just the fifth body on the mm. floor right now. I'm, I just, I just need to get in shape, but I do. I felt, I had a moment the other day, like, damn, my body really hurts. Like, all right, I got to get back in shape because I'm not ready to give it up yet. And I know right now I'm, <laughs> I'm not in shape. I'm not ready to give it up. So I got to do what I got to do. I'm thinking about end. just reworking my jump shot so I could just get my 50 year old man on just a little sidestep. <laughs> And just do something because there's no reference. So, F yeah. it. I'll just go back on the court. Because that shoot. was the next best thing. You got the best seats in the house reffing. Now there's yeah. no reffing. It's like, yeah, I really come back, though. miss basketball. Mm-hmm. That's all I watch all day. I'll just say from watching that game, too. You know who's like the, just on the low? Yo, Chelsea's, Chelsea. Chelsea's Chelsea. such a bully, bro. <laughs> she's such a bully. She's like, she's amping those two up. Nah. She gets all the rebounds. She's the, she's the secret ingredient. Look, oh my people, God. people always sleep. No, I, her. I'm not sleeping nah, at people, all. People are always sleeping on her. I knew you were going to say that. She's just an all around good player. Like if I played against her in college, I'd be like, no, know. she's so hurtful. She, you know what? Cause I, you know what I would do for real? If I was playing against her, I would tell the refs, like, watch, watch this person. Hold me. <laughs> Like, cause she, well, this, I know she, I know like when people go in the paint, she does a little, a little Draymond, a little, little here and there. She's definitely, the, she's definitely, you can't even call her Draymond. She's, she's way better than that. She's, um, she's definitely the secret weapon yeah. of the team. When she's hot. It's, it's over. You know when she's all, baking. You got to box her ass out. Cause once you get a couple rebounds, the it's momentum over. changes. Now, next thing you know, you blink, they up 20 and you're looking at everybody else like, what happened? Yep. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the uh, the coaching part. So I remember I seen a couple of pictures of you in the summer doing outdoor stuff, and I like at first thing I was like, "Who's refing right now?" Like I want to know. Like where? And listen, don't get me wrong. John Colson has hit me up. I must have said no a hundred times. Yeah. You know, I just didn't want to be out. And even when I was right, I wasn't. I wasn't wearing my uniform. I wasn't yeah. even trying to get you know hit up like that but what was your experience like like that whole weird thing and then you know just talking about tapping into uh, our childhood right like we would never think about playing outdoors that's always like the last resort we all like snobs like when we get older of just like we need a gym we need to be air conditioned yeah. but like we was all right with with playing with like rims that we haven't played with in like 13 years what was that like well as far as Man, right now, I think if somebody had a crate on a pole outside, somebody would go play basketball. Yeah. That's how much people want to play. Like, I go by um, Katia. She got that outdoor hoop for Demique, and we just go out there like, all right, let's go shoot. Because <laughs> you just miss that. Like, yeah. we just shoot around, and it's like, yo, remember when we used to do this when we were younger? It's, it's like, really back to that innocence. Like, usually you hit somebody up. Hey, y'all want to run? Ah, no, I got a date. Now I got to do this. I got to blah, 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 blah. Now it's like, I want to run. Where y'all at? Tell me what time. But it makes the game better. Mm. I felt like that about the NBA bubble a little bit. I hadn't watched NBA basketball in years prior to about three years ago. Because it was just whack to me. Like, it was no passion, no real competitiveness. And um, I feel like 
when, like how I said, when somebody takes that away from you and you don't have the option of, you know, most people say, all right, I'm done hooping. Mm. I'm going to leave it there. But if you didn't have that opportunity to leave it and somebody just took it from you, mm. would you feel more passionate about mm -hmm. it? Like, if I could just get one more of this. Because when we play ball, like, we love basketball. Yeah. We love basketball. I think about crunch time, all of us in the gym. Like, that gym was packed because yeah. we love basketball. That was the last super spreader event that we all was at. Like, for real, yeah. for real. Yeah, for real. That's That's no lie. But it's like thinking about that, like, Will that ever be again? Mm. Is it going to be that? Like, when I heard about, you know, no spectators and coaches for reference, I was hype. <laughs> no spectators and uh, parents, excuse me. I was like, that's great. That's how I feel about girls basketball. That's great because they get on Nobody nerves. There. It's like a dowling game. <laughs> or nah. Like, <laughs> it's... Oh, he cut me deep. <laughs> it's like don't do that. They, don't do that. It wasn't our fault that it, our gym was from 1913. It, there was good. there was so much non-interest that, that they gym cut was the trash. team. I saw a picture the other day that came up as my Facebook memory. I was like, I can't believe I played in this gym. I know it was so. Ugh. Yeah, but it's memories you'll never forget, uh, right? The memories I'll never forget. Teammates I'll never forget. Experiences I'll never forget. Everything happens for a reason. I rep down in college. That's 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 where it was at. But um, yeah, that gym that gym was bad. Yeah, I was just with uh, yeah, a lot of good people come out of that program. Yeah, 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 I was just with uh, Dre, uh, Andre Brown's partner, Texas Two Step. Yeah, that's a, my guy. He got a big Dowling College. I was like, these that's people my dude. just, just you know what I this. call him? I call him Kenny G because his game is like smooth. Oh yes. my god, he's too smooth. I was like, you got to chill, man. And I didn't expect him to play like that. We went to go play. Um, I think it was last month, and I was like, you got to chill. Like he's just mad smooth. Like I love people that play the game like that. But I, yeah, that's his name. That's my man, Kenny yeah. G. <laughs> he says the least when we're like speaking like one on one. But then he's um, funny as well. did the podcast, and he, we, I was like, this guy's gonna, she's going. He was going for like an hour and a half. It was crazy. <laughs> I love him. He has a good heart. He's, yeah. he's good people. Man. He had a lot to say. Um, he's a good guy. With the Lady Ballers this whole summer, how did you guys stay engaged with them, especially like in those early days of like rims were being off? All credit to Mary. Mary is the brains and everything behind that operation. I'm really just there to help coach the girls. Like, she makes sure everything happens. As far as arranging them to play, making sure they have somewhere to practice, keeping them together and communicating with us all, Mary. Literally. Mm. Literally. So I wouldn't even be able to answer it. Sometimes I don't even know how she did it. So she's just like, Shay, just come at five? She's like, Shay, you free Saturday? I might be at happy hour, but I'll be there, I promise. <laughs> Bring the white claw. All right, Mary, I'll be there. White claws, That's yo, every Sunday... I've been so, so smack. I'm not going to lie. Yo, I went through a white claw. I was white clawed phase. on Sunday. I know you were. So your hat was leaned to the side. <laughs> I went through a white claw phase during COVID. So I used to always go to the gas station. So one time I came home, I showed my, I was like, oh, babe, I got the 24 pack. She was like, it's sugar free. I was like, oh, bust them down. I bought the sugar free pack every time. That's the, I, I love white claw. The tropical variety. Yeah. Was, this episode uh, sponsored to you by. I wish that that'll be the day. <laughs> That'll definitely be the day when it's sponsored by White Claw. And then I'm like, hold on. <laughs> this one, got to crack it open. Yeah, I love White Claw. In fact, tomorrow is White Claw Day. Uh. So, <laughs> Just the whole refing thing, too. Did you miss it as much as you thought you would or, or you didn't? Yeah, yeah. Are I you do. just saying that because it's no, me? No, 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 I really do. Like, I really like, like, I'm just one of those corny people. I really like practice my mechanics in the mirror. I don't think that's corny. Like, I, I just do. And <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about, like, like just uh, me being around the house, throwing up, 
you know, it just, and that's actually something I always get complimented on. Like, I mess up a lot of things. And being out there recently, you know, my man Joe, Joe Legrand, oh he, works with John, he works with John all the time. But, uh-huh. yeah, he called me. He always looks out for me, man. He's, he's, he, he wants, you know, he tries to push me as far as I could go with some tough love. I really appreciate him. But he, he brought me out there. And it, I felt like it was like back to square one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a, He's it was tough. a boys, it was a boys game. He took, but you know why I love him? He told me I sucked. Yeah, he tough. He told me. He tough. He told me. He was like Shay. Like now you know well you better than that. He's right. But mm. I, but that's what I like. Yeah. Because I don't want somebody to tell me like, tell me that I sucked because I want to get better at it because I do I do really enjoy it. But I had you know some good spots, but it was a couple calls and as it's happening, I'm thinking in my head. I miss that because, you know, playing at a higher, refing a higher level game, it's only fair that I have to be better because I'm going to cheat those kids. Mm. And it's some bad basketball out here. But those kids that put in the work, they deserve, you know, like they deserve good officiating because yeah. I know what it feels like to have a trash ref. Yeah, yeah, it takes yeah. you out your whole game. It's like another person on the court. So. Yeah, he told me about myself, so that made me feel like, all right, I really yeah, got to get that. in shape. I don't know if you know. Right, though. Yeah, I don't know if you know Sinead. Uh, she lives in Queens, but mm. she lives not too far from Joe. Um, I wouldn't say that he was the full reason as to why, but she's a Division One official now, so I, you're on the right track. Listen, I believe it. He's yeah. he's I stay on him because he wants me to be consistent. I mean, listen, listen to Sinead. I remember Sinead. Uh, she wasn't taking it serious in the beginning, but now you know she's all the way serious. Yeah. You know what? I was sad for somebody like you because you're kind of in limbo, right? So, yeah. like, you're on the cusp of, like, now you're finally going to get to, like, you know, some good stuff. Because in the beginning, it's not good stuff. No. <laughs> it's not. And uh-huh. But at the same time, you got to understand, like, and I think what what sucks about somebody like you is that you've played college, so you know what it entails. But you got to still stay all the way at the bottom to, like, you know, earn your stripes. You know what I'm saying? Everything's about politics. No matter how great you are, it's about... Well, not in the city. No. Not in the city as much. I'm talking about Long Island basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long Island basketball is a different But thing. you want to crack the code, don't you? I'm glad... That's that why you stay with me. I, <laughs> I'm glad you... that Joe always puts me in city games because coming out here, it's like, it's different. Like, I haven't really been to a Long Island... I don't... No, there's... I'll take that back. i take that back. There are some good teams out in Long Island, but for the majority... Especially where I was refing, like Island Garden, that's not happening. But there are some good tournaments and, and good teams and good players out here. But I'm just grateful that, you know, he exposed me to city basketball. Oh, yeah. Because when you come out here after doing that, it's like, yeah. Whew, that right. was tough. But. You feel like when um when the Black Panther was fighting and then they he, he gets his power stripped away and then you got a ref. But then when you take the heart-shaped herb... That's how you feel after you ref in the city and then come back here. Yeah. I know, like when I do like Long Island games, I'm like, this is it. Like, I don't even. It's weird, and and, that and I'm sucks not taking any way. credit away from Long Island basketball players because yeah. there are some mm-hmm. very good players out here. So I take back that statement. I'm just saying in general, the game is just the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is different. Yeah, it's different. you know what it is. It's it's the lack of competitive balance, right? So if you're Uniondale and you're playing Wheatley High School, I mean, it's an honor for me to ref Uniondale. But they're playing Wheatley shout High School. Shout out to Coach D. No, no shout out to Coach D. That's my man. He's so mean to me on the he court. He loves me. He loves me, He loves me, me too. He's until... always been good to me. I, I love Coach D. He's always been good to me. He's good to me until I'm refing him. 
and then and then he act like he don't know me. <laughs> not for nothing. I never want to. I never. Oh, don't do it. It, it, it is I not. Want it. it is not good. No, thank you. It is not good. No, thank you. I remember he said something wild to me. I'm not going to say what he said to me, but I said, I've known you for 30 years. Why would you say something like that? He's like, you're, he's like, no, I'm coaching. What are you talking? I was like, all right, I'll, um, I, Just I don't walk away. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what to say about that. <laughs> Um, so after just talking about playing, coaching and refing, when do you think everything's going to go back to normal? There is no more normal. It's a new normal now. Whatever the old normal was is no more. That's just how I feel about it. What do you think is that? What do you think that's going to look like? Like, let's say, okay, first off, I don't think there's going to be any winter sports. I don't think there's going to be any spring sports. I don't think so. When do you think... There is going to be basketball I think, again. I think 2021 winter will be the start of maybe, but it depends on what everybody does. Yeah, I think it's January. Like maybe. Yeah. I, I don't J- know. January 2022. That's I mean. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know, man, because everybody cannot get on the same page. Mm. So because of that, this it's going to, you can have half a, you can go to a school and have half the parents. All right, we'll do whatever our kids need. And the other half's like, I'm not wearing a mask. Mm. I'm not doing this. I'm yeah. not doing that. So the fact that they feel the need to, to, they can't get on the same page. And unfortunately, it's the kids that are going to suffer. Like, yeah, it's it sucks for me because I'm I'm going to, you know, my, my mechanics aren't going to be as sharp. I'm not in as great a shape. But I graduated high school. I had my senior game. Mm. I went to the prom. I had my, you know, March Madness and all of that, you know, started, I mean, you know, homecoming and all of that stuff. Like, you have all that stuff. You get to experience that. Those kids are never going to experience that. Did you have a drive-by birthday, though? You didn't have that. That's trash. <laughs> you didn't You didn't have a Zoom trash. graduation, did you? I, I was thinking about my nephews, too, now. My nephews, too. If my sister had been pregnant during this, we wouldn't have been able to have the baby shower. Yeah. We wouldn't have been able to have the gender reveal, all these things. When my uncle passed away, we couldn't even have a service for him. That's mm. that's pretty deep. Mm. That's 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 like that that right there still is like a sensitive spot. But it's like it's different. I don't know what the new normal is now. Mm. My final question to you is: What do you think you missed the most during this whole time? And what do you think is kind of the best thing with the pandemic? What do I miss the most? Hmm. That's a tough one because I am a homebody. So you do you like this? This favors you. I okay. So when I was refereeing before the pandemic, I was going ham. Mm. I had my nine to five. I would go ref right after work, several games. If I wasn't doing a school game, and if I wasn't doing that, then I was coaching my girls. I literally had no days off. I was coaching and doing everything all over because my name is Shay and I like money, but <laughs> you miss money. That's what you're saying. No, I was so busy making money and doing all these things that you don't get a chance to just sit down and right. relax. Mm-hmm. So for me, this was like, like I don't have anything to do. I could just sit here and chill. I could write, I could play a game. I could read, I could watch TV. I could binge watch shows. Like I don't have time to do stuff like that. I don't get to sit down. I don't like, I got to spend a lot of time with my family. I got to see so many things with my nephew. It was like so many things that I was like, this is nice. Like I wouldn't ever have time to take him to swim school and stuff like that. Like mm. I didn't have time for those little things. That's what I mean about the innocence. The The one thing that I do like about it is I don't like overpopulated places. I feel like a lot of things happen when there's too many people in one place. Like, so that to me, 
is the best thing that happened with this is it's too many people everywhere. Like it's just too many people. So now that there's regulations, okay, this can't be a capacity. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm not a club head. I don't party. I might go to a brunch if I'm in the mood, but for me, that space, and I don't like people in my space. I don't like people in my area. That's just my dad and me. But for me, those things were the more positive. The the also the second part is people being more in tune with wellness and like taking care of themselves and natural ways to do that, or trying to get themselves in shape, eating better because they see that you know this compromises your immune system. Whatever you got to take care of yourself from young to old to whatever. So. I guess trying to look at it in a positive light, that's how I feel. But I don't I don't really feel like I missed anything aside from reffing. And the other day when we were playing, me and Mary were like, this was nice. Stuff like that is nice. She's like, I got to pay more, <laughs> get more money to Jim Fox to to have this experience again. <laughs> and I, and yeah. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just going to say that we have to do something like you, you have to start some sort of podcast with mental health. I know that I'm just saying it on wax. It's so important. now you got to do it. I, it's important. I definitely will, because I think the conversations about life need to be had where people understand that you don't have to make it more complicated. You don't have to. You don't have to. Everybody has their different stories. I know everybody's life is not cherry picking perfect childhood and things like that. But when you have those conversations, you might be able to save somebody or not save them or drop that gem. Like I was talking to, you know, in the process along your path, you might drop that gem for somebody that went through something that mm-hmm. you went through. Cause a lot of times when people talk, you like, I thought I was the only person that went through that. Yeah. Cause people are unwilling to speak on it. Everyone got some deep things going right. on. So even if somebody doesn't feel or feel comfortable to say, you know what, I'm going to talk about that. At least they heard it. And they, they're not going to forget that. Like, mm-hmm. All right, maybe I could get through this or maybe blah, blah, blah. But that's just all I want. I just want people in gen- general to be happy because some people don't know even know what that is to be happy. Seriously. Yeah. That's, that's sad. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. I just want everybody to be happy. That's all. My man Mason's turning back. Yeah, here we go with the, the music. That's my time, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to my mom, my dad, my sister, my Ikari, my nephew. See, I, bam, bam. I didn't even have any questions for Shay, and she's she you answered That's every my single time, question. That's my time, ladies and gentlemen. Saying, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I want to know what's up with this. Mason, can you turn on Yo, the, the music, music, please? The music is comedy. It's really like here, Mason. Come here. I know you want to say something. Go conclusion. ahead. Conclusion. Come, come, come. Yeah. He said we out. <laughs> this guy. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? I love Shay? Mason's haircut. It's super sharp. Yeah. Now I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the process and the path. I'm learning to be a better me. Yeah, you look you look happy. I'm happy with. I am happy. I'm in a I'm in a good space. Good. Now get on the mic and talk about how happy you are. Can right? you tell by my beautiful plants everywhere? Yeah, Mason said they look like palm trees. Oh my god! Don't <laughs> don't listen to him. Right, we'll wrap it right there. Shay Franklin, wrap the ref. This is Ramp. We are signing out. Peace.